can't record on this. Ah, welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Poole. I'm a master transformational coach specializing in habit change. And this podcast is sponsored by the Enlightened Peach and is all about embracing our mosaic life. And some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it is recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. And I am your host, and today I have a wonderful guest, Georges Cadova, and I'll be introducing him or letting him introduce himself in just a few moments. But if you have any ahas, questions, appreciations, please leave a comment or a voice message. And remember to like, subscribe, and share. So now let's get started. So Georges, if you don't mind, just go ahead and tell everybody just a little bit about you. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me, Vicky. Uh, it's always a pleasure. And uh, yes, my, my name is Georges Cordoba. I'm a transformational, holistic transformational health and life coach, functional nutritionist. And uh, next week, I will be a rapid transformational therapist. Uh, to, I'm going to add that to my coaching protocol. I'm very excited about that. Um, I help people. Actually, my my... My niche, if you will, is uh, work with people that are dealing with cancer, particularly fathers or mothers with young children. When I was uh, 42 years old, it's, it seems like a long time ago, but I I had an advanced cancer and my, my kids, five kids were very young, from 14 to seven. And um, that made me change my career. I was an executive in technology, but uh, all the... Uh, this experience that lasted quite a while uh, really made me change my life and made me really find my purpose. I'm originally from South America, Caracas, Venezuela, but I've been in the States since 1978. And, um, and so today, what I do instead of technology is I help people that are dealing with cancer, I help them transform their health and vitality. Uh, I know Vicky for a while, we are we were cohorts and the Health Coach Institute. We both acquired our, our, our um, holistic transformational coaching MBA. And uh, here we are. We yes. were discussing that <laughs> we have some notes. We worked uh, a few laps and that was the client. And she was a client. Obviously, vice versa. One acted as a coach. The other one a client and vice versa. And, and we still have the notes. I have them, but... You surprised me today with yes. uh, this notes five years ago. Amazing. <laughs> I know. I'll just share with everybody that I was trying to purge and declutter my office and get rid of papers that I no longer needed and kind of file a few things. And while I was doing that, all of a sudden I saw this, these two little, see, you can see my papers here, two papers here where I had taken notes. Um, from sessions that we did where we were taking turns on being the client and the coach. And there was, uh, so I read to George's all the different things that I had on here. And the really cool thing is 
that it's been five years. It might be a little bit less. I'm thinking it was five. Um, but all the things that he told me that he was aspiring to do and be, he's done them all. And um, so that is so remarkable. And um, I definitely appreciate you. And I also want to tell everybody that uh, we had previously done this podcast. There was once that you were a guest and then we were mm -hmm. doing it again. And somehow my technology did not work. And we did this amazing podcast. I was so excited. And when I went to do my thing with it, there was no recording. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I can't believe that was so good. So Georges has graciously agreed to be on here again. And uh, like I told him, I said, well, if it didn't, if it didn't record, that just means there's some kind of something amazing going to be coming out of this one. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes. And I have, um, I have sent you a few people. Um, I don't know how many of them actually hire you. I know some have, um, mm -hmm. because I have, I have been really amazed with the amount of people that I've come in contact with in group settings and client settings and everything to discover the amount of people that have cancer and are just blindly trusting everything that the medical industry is telling them, even if it makes them sick and that their last few years are horrible or whatever. And so one of the things that I do love about you of the many things is that you have experience to share with people of your journey, which makes it so much better. I will say one person I was talking to said that she had hired a coach and she, or I don't remember if it was a coach or a therapist or whatever to work through what as with her cancer mm -hmm. and that she started having a hard time with this person because she found out that the person had never had cancer. So they were mm -hmm. only speaking from the, the knowledge that they had learned from others and from a book and that kind of thing. Whereas you are speaking on personal experience. Mm -hmm. And um, so I did share her the information with her as well, but um, it's just, mind-blowing when you look at the amount of people who have cancers and so even like you I'm a I'm a health and life coach I'm not a cancer coach but to me it's like if we can get people at the place where they don't have anything wrong or they have something small that's wrong mm -hmm. with their health then we can help to coach them and get them into a place where they never have this catastrophe because it seems like there's so many people that will just be like playing Russian roulette with their life and they have to get to a place where it's like God steps in the doctor says uh you got cancer you're you're about out of here man mm -hmm. and that's when they start doing something so um I know you probably have right. a lot to say on that so if you want to I mean because yeah. uh, that's that's a big thing to me absolutely and uh you know, it, it all starts with the mind. But I must say with um, our, our, let's say, our anecdote that we worked four or five years ago, you know, <clears throat> people uh, don't understand this, but people don't plan to fail in their life. They just fail to plan. And uh, when you and I were talking, it was all about planning. If you If you set a roadmap and you stick with it, you take action, you will, you will end there. You know, five years, we're going to pass anyway. 
I mm -hmm. could have just been here doing nothing in these five years and not accomplishing that. So it's all about planning. But in terms of cancer, <clears throat> you know, you touch a little bit the point on how can we help this uh, everybody in, in somehow uh, in prevention. Mm -hmm. uh, at this point, uh, when I, I just did a, a talk in Toronto, in Canada, in the summit, uh, it was a plant-based summit. Um, I'm not plant-based, about 90% 90, 90 vegetarian. I do have a little animal protein in here and there. And as a nutritionist, I believe that I, we need some, depending especially on our uh, metabolism and uh, uh, blood type. But in the U.S., uh, one of two women will be having an experience with cancer and one of three men. And uh, when you look at, uh, and by the way, the, the last few clients that I've been working with, they're less than 35 years old, 38, mm -hmm. 38 down to 18. Yeah. And you're wondering what's going on. Obviously we have adult folks as well, but um, the idea, the question is why are so many people getting inf inflicted with this disease? And uh, it is not just about what we eat, but who we are, what we're eating. And uh, as I went to do my annual checkup for, uh, I, I'm a cancer survivor, by the way. I, I was uh, given 4% chance of surviving. Uh, my melanoma went to my brain. I had eight tumors. I had altogether 10 surgeries in 10 years. And uh, a couple of the uh, tumors in my brain were not operable. I had eight tumors. They did four craniotomies, a couple of gamma knives and uh with the grace of god and some stuff that i did i actually shared it in my book um i'm here and uh, so i shifted careers and began to help people the thing with cancer or to in order to really um prevent the disease which we can uh we have to make some changes and people really don't understand or don't seem to have in our days the time to do anything you know they're just in in this uh in, uh, you know in this race you wake up in the morning and you're already thinking of what you're going to do you eat or not eat breakfast or if you eat you in the car eating fast you're going it, it, everything is a speed and noise and stuff and that's what is creating this they don't call it a situation. rat race for nothing do they exactly exactly <laughs> and uh this is really impressive uh when I was going, I did this two weeks ago in the summit. I did a, I, every time I'm going to uh, go do a talk, I do the state of health for in the U.S., even if it's six months apart. Uh, sometimes I don't change that much. And then I did this time the Canada state of health. And uh, just a, so you have an idea, 48.7% 48 of the U.S. population has one or two chronic disease diseases, not only cancer, diabetes, uh, you know, depression, uh, heart disease, uh, you know, uh, all, you can make all kinds, but not only one. It's in many cases, are two. In Canada, even though they have a much smaller population, it's thirty-three percent. That's pretty high as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then you go through South America, Europe, and uh, this thing is really a pandemic. And uh, 
many things are the foods that we eat. Other ones are, uh, and overall, I, I work an integral body, holistic, the mind, the emotions, um, uh, the spirit, and the and the mental part. And so, as I told you the first time, it's almost like my, my metaphor is a four-legged table. Each leg is one of this physical, emotional, mental, and the spiritual body. If one of those are missing, the, the table simply just don't stand. And so what happens, what I have been finding out is that there is a lot of confusion also out there in terms, there's so many things and there's so much information that you could get confused really easy. Well, do I do the, the keto diet? Now that I heard the paleo, now it comes completely plant-based and, and uh, or don't even think about it. You, you're so stressed out and, and, and in a hurry that you don't even take 20 minutes for lunch. So there's a lot of stuff that we teach some of in, in, in the health coach business uh, to teach people how to eat. Um, twenty five percent really is what you eat. Everybody's worrying about their diet. Just yesterday, I had somebody ask me, "Have you heard of this this supplement or this supplement or this stuff? Uh, something from coming from a snake or you know?" It's like, <laughs> wait, you know, there's so many things that people claim that would help you, but it's not what you put into your body. It's also who you are. Mm -hmm. And this dermatologist that, that I went to for the first time, I, I moved um, 18, almost 18 months ago. So I was doing all my new doctors and primaries. So are you still in Miami? No, I'm in uh, the state of New Mexico. I, okay. I'm uh, in Las Cruces, New Mexico. This is, this is the university where I studied and, uh, okay. and I played tennis for the team and so forth. And she was telling me, I, I, I talked to her about this kid, 18 years old, uh, with a malignant melanoma tumor in the uh, in the brain, and the kid was not even going to the beach. There is a misconception that, obviously, if you get too much exposure through your life with the sun, you accumulate this radiation, which is that's what it is, and finally, it really goes through through your skin. Your the melatonin cells don't they just go crazy and that's where this thing starts and it's very aggressive but she told me well you know we found out that even even melanoma and skin cancer is emotional every disease comes mm -hmm. from emotional issues yeah. and um, another thing that is important this is i learned when i decided in my case i decided to stop chemo and radiotherapy and i went natural and uh, one of the things that I learned before I studied functional uh, nutrition <clears throat> is that all disease, all chronic disease starts because we have inflamed tissues. Our bodies are inflamed. That's the cause 100% all the diseases, unless you break a leg, you're surfing, you, you know, you, you hit your head or you had an accident yeah, and you need to be, you know, surgery, but chronic disease starts the basis is the um, infectious or, or really inflamed bodies. And why does that happen? And so let's say I have a client, for example, a couple of clients, they're plant-based and they got sick. But when you look at the other, that's the physical body. And when you look at, at the other one, especially the emotionals and the mind, 
you realize that they have a lot of issues. And when you're eating, it doesn't matter. Like I told you, 25% is what you eat and 75% is who you are. So are you chewing fast? Are you like uh, the average chew, uh, number of chews in, in America is six? So yeah. just right off the bat, the, the uh, digestion is already disrupted because digestion starts in the mouth. You need to chew so the saliva enzymes can process the food and properly send it down to the stomach. That doesn't happen. You, we're supposed to chew between 20 and 32 times. So that's an amazing tip because if you do that, by the way, without dieting, you're going to lose weight. Right now, mm -hmm. if you reverse that, that let's say the habit, that that you know quickness of eating you have an hour if you're employed you have an hour to for lunch why do you only take 10 minutes 12 minutes or oh, you gotta do errands or you're eating when you're doing the errands fast food quote yes unquote. yes and um so that's just right there is an amazing way to reduce the amount of inflammation we have in the body because when you can't do when you can go through a proper digestion the body has the stomach particularly does not know but to send it to to, to fat and there is stuff that is going to go through the to, through the small intestines to your bloodstream and that stuff is not well processed you know it affects your immune system and it starts to create a acid in your body and that's mm -hmm. how we get sick and yeah. so so that's one of the things that I teach in the beginning. And then we really go deep into emotional and mental. I, I, I teach people that the power of the mind is part of what I did to survive. I explained it a little bit on my book. I'm writing yeah. a second one. Uh, well, I already have the plan and I have the whole outline, but- um, But it, before, it is... before we keep going, if you don't mind, I just want to interject a little bit. I have a yeah. client right now that- you know, I, I created a journal for her. So she has to time her 20 minute meal. And that's part of her journal mm -hmm. that nice. she has to go through. Um, and then talking about how it's the chewing process and the saliva that actually is what where the digestion starts. Mm -hmm. Well, I've started also um, like this particular client. I told her that digestion starts in the cooking process, too. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, like I, I referred to like if you've seen a movie of an amazing chef and they're smelling the food and they're just, oh, yeah. you know, you can just see they're flowing and everything. Yes. So her task for this week was to pick one day that she was going to create this experience during her cooking. And mm -hmm. so I told her, I said, I want you to put on some music, whatever really feels good. And then I mm -hmm. want you to slow motion doing all your stuff and just really enjoying it. And I told her, I said, I want you to video some of it because I want to see but, um, and it's something that I don't do all the time, but that's one thing I'm working on implementing in my life too, is to just enjoy the whole process so yeah. that my body's starting to get a little bit into the knowing the saliva and because you yeah. know what, that smell and seeing the food and all yes. that, that begins. And so that's one of the things that I've started getting my clients to do, mm -hmm. um, because I started doing that for me, you know, how Ooh, it is. Yeah. Cause we, yes. we tend to do things that we, we need yeah. to do for ourselves. And it was just in that process of trying to help myself 
with not only getting my 20 minute meal, which I will tell you, because I'm a hairstylist first before I was ever a health and life coach. And we're usually wolfing our food down in between clients. And so yeah. we could go out, there's a group of us, we could go out to dinner and the, you know, five, 10 minutes into the meal, we're completely done. And, you know, and other people mm -hmm. haven't even gotten their food and stuff and we're completely finished. So yeah. that was definitely one of my core things that I had to change. And it wasn't that easy. No, I didn't realize like... how much focus it takes, especially in the beginning to chew for that long. Yes, absolutely. You know? yeah. 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 No, no. And right, and you just said it, uh, you know, and as coaches, we have to walk the talk. You mentioned this client that is working with somebody to help her uh, with uh, her cancer. Uh, it's about walking, walking the talk. And again, understanding that it's not only, I mean, what we put in our body, we also like are receiving toxins from our skin because we are in the environment. There's a lot of a lot of pollution, believe mm -hmm. it or not, in many places, and you don't realize it. There's many, many factors. But at the end of the day, though, uh, to break those habits, and you know it as well, we need to really work on our mind with our mind and understand it. And that's where I really focus, not only when I was sick, uh, visualizing my tumors going away in many different ways. One of them was uh, the pack, the Pac-Man game, you know, those mm -hmm. creatures going. Yeah. I saw that and I used that twice, three times a day. You know, I would visualize this, this creature going around and, and eating all the tumors. And uh, it's, this is very powerful. And one thing that I would want to share with your audience is that the mind has, there's about two, there's 12, there's 13. There's a debate on that. But I, I say there's 12 rules of the mind. And one of them is, the mind learns by repetition. So it's not easy, as you said, to change from eating 10 minutes, taking 10 minutes for a meal to even go to 12 or 15. Yeah, yeah. Because the mind is already used to, you know, a pattern. And so and it doesn't like to change. It doesn't. So, <laughs> but the good news is that if you keep insisting, affirming, the, uh, and, and keep it in mind. See, the mind does everything you say or think um, or, or see. It works really hard with your emotions and the body to make it happen, whether it's true or false. That's another rule of the mind. Or it good or bad. It doesn't, or good or bad. Whatever you say, with it, whether it's true or false, negative or positive, or good or bad, it happens. Because if you sometimes you don't even realize it, but you're thinking it all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's very simple. The mind say, okay, this is what Georges want. Let's make it happen. But if you can change that, the mind is also um, another rule is that the mind goes what to what it is familiar. And you mentioned in a second, uh, a little a few minutes ago, that um, everybody right now, if they get cancer, for example, that's the topic today. They go running to an oncologist and somebody with a white coat to help to you know get help from them, mm -hmm. and uh, and that is not the case. But the point is, and I said with my own experience, since I was little, I lost some family members with cancer. I always be, and I saw always the pattern. Oh, we gotta go to the oncologist, the chemotherapy, the radiotherapy. So I grew up, and my mind 
is familiar was familiar with that. And that's mm -hmm. the first thing I did. I did it for seven years until I realized that it's been surgeries, uh, remission, recurrence, treatment, surgery, remission. And I, on year seven, I decided this is not working. And, it, and the fact is that, and it, you know, I have to say this because I'm an advocate. I love what I do. I like to teach people that you they can do it. They can do it even by continuing their traditional stuff, but start doing some other things, making the mind familiar with other things. Mm -hmm. And um, and there's another truth. If, uh, you know, we, <clears throat> Vicky, we give all the power to these folks. Yeah. Uh, whatever the, the 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 doctor said, oh, the doctor said, the doctor said, and the doctor said, and the doctor really does not know anything else but the but the oncology. They're not, not therapists. They're not nutritionists. They're, you know, none of that. That's mm -hmm. why functional nutrition is uh, functional medicine is starting to come up because they're realizing that they can't cover it all. Right. They were giving me. They gave me some nutritional. Uh, I say advice to not lose so much weight. And when I found out later, actually it was worse. I mean, it, they were giving me stuff that had 25, 22 grams of sugar, the, the little drinks, uh, you know, and sugar is the worst thing. It brings yeah. acidity to your body and creates the an environment where these cells thrive to grow and reproduce. So the trick is learning how to eat in terms of the you know the time chewing etc but also when you're eating it doesn't have to be an extreme thing is learning how to create a balanced ph plate where where this is one of the first things that i learned when i was deciding to go natural is that disease cannot grow in a balanced ph mm -hmm. i have an ebook that i i could share with your audience if they want i already have it on my drive I, I give them the link and they can go and download it and a couple other things that are if they're going through cancer are very important for them. there's great tips but a couple of things related to not losing the power to their own internal power to the doctor and go back and and, and create a let's say begin this attitude of being a patient you're not a, if you take that attitude and say the doctor that say that if I go to the bathroom at three in the afternoon I, I have more chances to get more cancer. Think I'm just saying I'm being yeah. you know joking about <laughs> not it. Not taking everything as that's the gospel. Exactly. Right. And yeah. and uh, so there's a lot of stuff that I also share in my book that I did protecting yourself from the fear of others because cancer became a a a word in uppercase and bold letters and yeah. it's not the case it's something that is happening in your body it was created by ourselves and we have the power to you know even with the aid of traditional if we want to go that way but uh but you can do it without that and that's what i decided to do and here i am 11 years later uh cancer free yes Thank you. So, I'm so yeah. glad too. Um, there's just one, something I want to touch on because I think you mentioned it a little bit is, you know, what our expectations are, you know, um, mm -hmm. as far as getting cancer and things. And so to me, yeah. the worst thing in the world is when people start looking at, well, my mother had this, mm -hmm. my brother mm -hmm. had this and, and not even, it's almost like they 
Um, they don't look at the fact that they were grew up in all the insane environment. So they were, you know, just constantly doing the same thing. So it's going to create that because you and I both know, and people that are listening may know about epigenetics as well, but mm -hmm. epigenetics means that all these different dormant genes are in your body. So everybody has a cancer gene in their body. Everybody has a diabetic gene in their body. All of these genes are there. It's just your lifestyle is what loads the gun and pulls the trigger. And Absolutely. so you can have all of that in there. So if you're, if you have a relative that had all kinds of things, you don't even have to have any of it just because mm -hmm. you don't, perpetuate the same lifestyle of eating and behaviors and thoughts and all that they do. And yes. I think sometimes um, people just resign themselves, or at least that's my experience from talking to clients and everything that they just resign. Well, I knew I was going to have high blood pressure because my father did. I mm. knew I was going to get cancer because that's what my mother died of. And they just are constantly um, being fed that by, you know, when the doctors say, well, what's your family history? Because we got to uh, know what you got coming well. up. And so it's, to me, it's like, I love that we can educate people to know that that doesn't have to be their legacy just because exactly. that's part of their family history means they can be the one that breaks the cycle to take better care of themselves and be more aware because once you get the awareness, it's kind of like to me, the matrix, the blue pill, the, mm -hmm. the red pill, you know, yeah. you can decide, do you want to stay blind and just follow what everything else is happening? Or do you want to, and for the life of me, I can't remember if it's the blue pill or the mm -hmm. red pill that gives them enlightenment, yeah. but, <laughs> yes. but you know, it's like having like conversations like this, that mm -hmm. help people to see that maybe I've been thinking about this a little bit wrong. And so I love when we can maybe, you know, have them at least question, you know, the validity of this is just my lot in life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, wow, that's very, very, very uh, good point. Uh, with ep epigenetics, um, not only is everything that you described with the uh, genes and so forth, it's that with the mind, we can actually manipulate. We can change some, not the DNA, but the genes. Right. We can actually modify them. And that's pretty much without really knowing then, because that book uh, and, and this uh, new studies and, and research came after I, I went through my 10-year battle but um, but it happened when I look back. What what the things that that I decided to do caused some changes in my genes. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the first one of uh, I'm not sure from my mother's side, but maybe 12, 12 relatives, grandparents, uncles um, that died from cancer, including my mother. My mother smoked though, so. Uh, and smoked a lot since she was 17. She died of lung cancer. And I was diagnosed. But the thing is, and you just said it, um, I grew up seeing that. So I started to remember what I said, what you think, what you say, or what you see, uh, you start believing in your mindset. If you, if, if I keep saying, well, maybe someday it's going to happen to me. It's, I think it's going to happen to me because in the, it's in the family. And now knowing what I know, it's, no, no, it wasn't the case, but I did get it. 
And um, the first thing that, that that we need to do, and it's not easy, it's really a psychological roller coaster, particularly the first two two months at least. And uh, but the first thing is understanding that it was us that caused it. You know, we try to blame everything. Why me? This and that and whatever. Like you said, why don't we just think about it? And the moment that we realize, wow, it was me. What did I do? What happened? And um, and it took me almost seven years to realize that because I was so familiar with mm-hmm. the one quote unquote only solution, which is not the real case. And I would offer y- your audience, uh, you know, this stuff. I have a folder that has some very important information, including not to give your power to the person that you are, by the way, employing to help you. Mm-hmm. He said, your employer, you have the, all the rights to ask him all the questions. Don't start anything without ask questions. For example, doctor, can you, do you have patients that I could talk that, you know, are five years already uh, in remission with this medicine that you're going to give me? Let's see what he tells you. How about, yeah. or she? You know, how about 10 years, doctor? How about if I don't do anything? How long do I have? And, and there's about 12 questions that are very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and but That's you know what? That's very valuable information oh. there. And, and yeah. by the way, you, you're going to pay all this money, whether it's to the insurance and, and, and co-payments. So why don't you educate yourself before uh, the worst thing could it could happen that you choose some other empl- employee or some other doctor to do the work. But get familiar, very familiar. Don't just take it like, amen, the doctor said this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff going behind the scenes there that people need to know. And if you ask and you see, just you know, ask and stay quiet to see what they answer. I have that questionnaire and, and okay. you know available yeah. for folks. Very I cool. have the ebook and a, and a table of foods that will show you what uh, what foods are acidic and which ones are alkaline, so you could have a a, a, a balanced plate. Mm-hmm. And if you have a balanced plate and 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 do what you and I were talking a few minutes ago, eat slow. Uh, what you mentioned on the cooking, you know, as you're cooking. There's another thing that, that we, you and I know, because we both went through that class, uh, it's called sensual eating. You know, when right before you're going to eat, take a couple deep breaths. Nobody's telling you to be in a hurry. Take a few deep breaths so your, your nervous system thinks that you're relaxed. You're not going to produce cortisol, which is really what messes up the whole, the whole process and, and inflames your body. So take a deep breath breath look at the food and enjoy the colors what you just created with your own cooking and in a, in a way and i do it um not only because i'm a person of faith but i'm thankful for that meal because the truth is that eight out of ten people in the world don't have that meal mm-hmm. so even with that it changes your entire attitude when you're eating and that's really what it's all about it's it, it and you just said it it seems simple, but it's hard because we're we're just already in this rat race, and uh, we're thinking. By the way, we think about sixty thousand thoughts a day. Yeah, imagine that. So, yeah, very good stuff. Very good point about the epigenetics. Cancer is not a hereditary; is lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, one of the things that um, is, is amazing to me, and I'll just share, and then this doesn't have anything to do with cancer, but my children's father passed away from a massive um, heart attack. And this has been quite a few years ago, but it was actually a second heart attack. So his first heart attack, he was, he was a smoker. He was a fast food junkie and he wasn't overweight. He probably only needed, if he needed to lose anything, it was maybe five, 10 pounds. So really wasn't that yeah. big a deal, but he had high cholesterol. Um, and then he had his good cholesterol was low. Um, it, it was, so there was a lot of stuff going on. And so one of the things that the doctor told them was that you've got to de-stress, you know, you're going to mm -hmm. have to change the way you're eating because you can't keep eating this way and your cholesterol keep going because you're in danger of a stroke or another heart attack. And mm -hmm. um, so right afterwards, he started eating better. He stopped smoking. He started going for long walks. He started going fishing to relax. And he did all of that for mm, maybe close to a year. And then it was like, he started reverting back slowly into all those old behaviors because mm -hmm. that's what we're used to. And for yeah. him, I think it was that he was so scared when that happened that he was going to die that then he was doing this out of a fear-based change mm -hmm. in his lifestyle. And then after a while, it's like the fear was that was farther away. And so he couldn't remember how it felt and he just reverted. And so the reason I'm bringing that up for our listeners is that we can have all the good intentions in the world of making a change. And, you know, um, you and I both do hypnosis and things like that to help people with those changes. But the thing too, is that um, one of the things I like to revisit often with my clients, and I'm sure you do as well, and yours may not have the same issue because they're dealing with cancer. So it's not the same as, you know, I've, I'm pre-diabetic and I don't want to be become diabetic. That what you've got is a lot more intense. So it may not be this way, but for my clients, I remind them quite often what their reason for doing this is. And, um, you know, and so one of the things, if you can get hypnosis to help you, you know, that's great. And George's and I both do that. Um, but the thing too, is to be in control of what you're doing and mm -hmm. figure out exactly what it is that is your really strong reason for wanting to make this change in your life. And then if you ever feel yourself kind of, because you, you can kind of feel it starting to happen. It may You may do a few things and then all of a sudden you realize, ooh, I haven't done that in a long time. Why mm -hmm. am I doing that? And that's when you go back to what is the reason I wanted to do this to begin with? And if, it's, if you can't um, get a handle on it, that's when, if you haven't already, you've reached out to somebody like us. Um, and whether it's another um, hypnotist or another coach, it, it, the main thing is that you get help because the, uh, even like me, I have a coach because, you know, there's, uh, for me, there's things that they might call me on, you know, and mm -hmm. say, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, you said that wasn't what you wanted to do. And they help me to see things that I can't see because the yeah. old saying is you don't know what you don't know. And 
just like you and I both know that a 1% change every day is what you is all you need to really make a big change in your life, but it can go the other way too. It can be mm-hmm. a 1% change in the wrong direction will put you right back to where you wanted so much faster than you could ever imagine unless you do the things to make sure that that doesn't happen. Right. Well, great points. Uh, you touched on on purpose. You know why are you want to do and want to do this? You know, I heard a pastor one one time um, saying that we all want to go to heaven, but not today. Yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> I laughed. Everybody did the same. Well, it's true. You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, but you know, it's interesting because um, we don't we don't think about that about that we're going to leave one day. But why accelerating the process? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I love you that. I love little, that. Why accelerating yeah. the process? Yeah, and and then the, the other thing is you talked about intention, and that's really another key point. Um, intention without action becomes an illusion, and so and we were talking about planning instead of plan, not planning to fail, but really plan, mm-hmm. and um, and all this stuff, it's key. And uh, we tend to become very distracted, distracted in, in our daily life. And, and days pass. I mean, not too long ago, it was February. We're in mid-October right now. I, know. I mean, time is going to continue to go forward. And so, you know, we have two choices. We, if, if you hear this stuff, and this is our advocacy, and don't do anything, you're choosing to accelerate your process unless you have an accident or whatever. But you have some control of mm-hmm. how long you're going to leave. If, if you have a, a purpose and make sure that you change some things in your lifestyle. I have a, a colleague and I use that his quote in, the, in my first chapter in the book that it, the message, he, it, his quote is, um, cancer is nothing more than a divine touch in your shoulder. And it has a message. And the message is, Georges, you have to change your lifestyle because you're killing yourself. So you can choose to kill yourself or, or you know, work on your health, re- recuperate your health, which, by the way, your body's so, so wise that we'll do it. Like you say, no time, it could reverse it. And in no time, it can make it worse. So you have the choice. And obviously, we could talk here for three hours, but... In that particular uh, folder that I have for share, I also have the rules of the mind, which are very powerful. If you don't have it, I think, well, you have access to them. I gave you the link last time, but I'll I'll give it to you after the, uh, maybe I, 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 do, I did another folder, but I, I'll send it to you so that you okay. can share it with your audience. That's completely, you know, a gift, but it's a powerful gift that you, if you use it, you know, you'll, you'll be okay. Look what last night, yesterday was my birthday and my, my daughter surprised me. She came from Miami. Uh, the other, the boys, I call them the boys. They're all in the thirties. Claudia's the only one in the twenties still, but we went to dinner. She took me out to dinner and my wife. And, and then because um, we have a nephew that lives close by, uh, he came and uh, he was showing us his grandfather's, he inherited his grandfather's alive, but he inherited the, the pickup truck. And those days, those things were iron, you know, and he's rebuilding it and stuff like that. And nice. he was showing us the interior. And uh, after dinner, you know, it was dark. And uh, 
so we have our phones looking at in the interior and i notice i notice that he had three cans of soda i'm not gonna say the brand i'm not but soda is soda right. and i just wanted to say this because if you just had the, the a way to get rid of sodas you are really accelerating the process of balancing your ph one can of soda has 11 teaspoons of sugar. And you know how much water you need to drink to actually alkaline yourself again? 32 glasses of water in, in order to alkaline one can of soda. He had three. So, you know, it, 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 nothing else, no more to say, yeah. you know? And yeah. so that's one of the things that I, I teach people uh, about really re read food labels. You and I went through this. We did the same protocol. Mm -hmm. You know, that is so powerful. Read the food labels. Sometimes they tell you it's sugar-free, but look, look at the different names that they give to sugars, uh, you know, corn syrup and stuff like that. You know, if and it's not hard. Once you learn, it becomes like, again, a habit. If you do this stuff for 21 days, it, be it starts becoming familiar to your mind. And you start, you know, the mind says to the rest of the body, your subconscious mind, hey, Vicky is changing. Look at this. Mm -hmm. We might as well act upon it. And if you do have cancer or any chronic disease, even uh, as uh, your husband had, which is heart disease, um, you can reverse that just by, for example, if, if we have an acidic body, smoke, the nicotine has a lot of acid in the body. But in this, with you know, we're not gonna go there. What I want the message is really that whatever you already have created because of lifestyle is not hereditary. You can you can actually let it go little by little by alkalining your body. Two things will happen: you have a balanced pH, and you'll see it in, in my ebook. A disease can grow in there not even colds and uh, and b if you do have a chronic disease you are diminishing to the point that they cannot strive to live anymore and they start to die and not produce anymore like you said vicky we do have cancer cells but if we have a healthy body if we have an, a balanced ph our immune system in, is in top shape mm -hmm. so look how easy it, this this stuff is so if, for example, I, I have to, you know, we're, none of us are pregnant. My, my, my daughter that came to visit, she's, uh, she decided to go, same thing, almost vegan. You know, she eats eggs and she eats tuna and fish, but you know, she's vegan, but you know what? She has this large, I'm not going to say the brand, but every morning she gets this iced coffee that has half of that is sugar. And I say, Claudia, you know, you you drop it down to three times a week. Don't do it, like you said, little by little, so, short steps, and then see what happens. And then drop it one more day and then have it twice a week. And then, you know, little by little, maybe in a month, don't drink it anymore. And, I, you know, you call me and you say, Dad, my energy is different. I lost seven pounds. You know, um, and, and what she doesn't know is that she's given a break to the body that is working overtime mm -hmm. to process all that venom, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a I have a client right now currently that um, 
I had, we needed to punch her efforts quick because she lost her father to diabetes and amputations mm. and she was on the path. And um, so I told her, I said, well, how fast do you want to work this? Do you want to just go for it? And she said, let's go for it. I said, okay, first thing you're getting rid of is sugar. And so she hasn't had sugar in over three weeks now. Um, and I have her reading the food labels. I gave her the list of all the different names of sugar so that she can find it. And she was blown away with all the things that she was thinking she would still be able to eat that's mm -hmm. had sugar in it. And some of it a lot and some of it a little, but still unnatural sugars. And um, the thing I was talking to her um, just a few days ago and she said that she has been so amazed that now that she hasn't had sugar for three weeks, she doesn't crave sugar. She heard somebody can have cookies right beside her and she doesn't have that compulsion to eat it. And she said she doesn't have that four o'clock slump where she feels like she needs to have a nap. Mm -hmm. um, she's not bloated. She has the energy. She's sleeping better. And it was like she just had this list of on and on and on. She was talking about that just that one thing mm -hmm. um, exactly. made a huge difference. And, um, and so she's even learning to taste the nuances of food. And that's one of the things that people don't understand is food doesn't taste the same as it does if you have sugar hijacking mm -hmm. your taste buds, because mm -hmm. natural foods taste amazing. amazing i mean things that you wouldn't even a lettuce can taste sweet oh yes you know exactly. if you're not eating sugar and um so i'm i'm actually doing a um a, a, a live master class on the 30th and it's about sweet deception about sugar in our food and you know and it is uh -huh. um going to be amazing. So I'm, I've got a, a quite a list of people that are going to be there and I'm probably going to be doing it again because I I did one last month and um, everybody really loved it. And so I've tweaked it a little bit more and created new slides and I'm doing it again. Mm -hmm. um, so depending on how this one goes, I may just start making it a monthly thing so that people can start just, um, making it getting more knowledge around it because nobody's and the thing is nobody's saying you can never eat sugar again because that's not realistic you know right but it's not eating it all the time and and you know we would really be better off in some ways if we ate a candy bar and all of a sudden something popped out on our arm you know um mm -hmm. to let us know whoops that's not a good thing but yeah. we don't have our results show up for a while and right. um so and I think we've mentioned it before, but one of my favorite books, and I refer to it often, is The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And mm -hmm. in there, he talks about, you know, if if we were to eat a hamburger every day, the first day, the first week, you're not going to notice any difference. It's not going to make you feel worse or feel better or anything. But over mm -hmm. time, if you keep eating that hamburger every single day, then you're going to get where there's some things that are showing up in your blood work and, you know, your body's starting to change and the way you think and the way you feel. And so it's things accumulating over time. And that's where we get to that 1%. Whereas um, HCI always said, small hinges swing big doors. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. And um, 
and and you just touched it now i, I wanted to add to it but okay. still yeah. I, I, it might sound redundant yeah the other thing is that we're not suggesting anything related to let's say being in a concentration camp type of a right <laughs> attitude no you know, you could actually even give yourself a treat for doing well and say, well, you know what? This Sunday, I'm going to have a piece of cake. Why not? I mean, you know, it's not what happens is repetition. If you keep having, uh, you know, sweets every day, a, a, a sweet dessert every day, seven days a week, having three Cokes or Sprites or sodas uh, every day, you know, give me the king size. Yeah. Super size me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, your body is ultimately going to send you a bill. And so we're not talking about extremes. We say, hey, be balanced. Have a little bit of sugar. Maybe you, you know, you may want to, you like, let's say, I don't know, key lime pie. Okay, well, have one a month or once a week. Give yourself, you know, if you eat 10 bananas in a day, that's going to get you sick as well. Bananas are very acidic. Even though they're sweet, well, like sugar, they have a lot of, you know, you'll see in this table that I'm offering you guys to to take a look at. So, but you're right, because it's really little by little, you know, like I told my my daughter, I said, just just reduce it. Don't do it every morning. Do it yeah. three times the first week and then, you know, two times. And next thing you know, you're going to feel so good that you're going to realize, oh, it was it was this drink. That made me feel sluggish at two in the afternoon and looking for more of that because the body doesn't know and is still looking for the right nutrients for you to give them. And we get into this visual cycle. Oh, it's the sugar, the sugar, the sugar, boom, diabetes. You you mention it, you know, you get, mm -hmm. you'll get a bill <laughs> somehow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One way or the other. Yeah. You can mm -hmm. either plan for this exceptional health or you can leave it to chance and just know that it's not going to go well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, and the other thing is really interesting. I I, I use this you a lot. Uh, you know, we know what to give our pets. We feed our pets better in many cases than we feed ourselves. And mm -hmm. how about our, our cars? We don't put water or sugar. We know what the car needs. You know what maintenance it does need, you know, changing the oil, the air filter, all this stuff. Why don't we do it for ourselves? Yeah. Why yeah. don't we really create this? this uh you know this mindset as you were talking about saying you know let's take care of ourselves and we really prolong our life definitely yeah you know yeah. so mm -hmm. yeah well thank you so much for all of this we're kind of we're getting a little past on our time okay. but it's always so wonderful talking to you and um, I always get such great insights and i know everybody gets so much valuable information from uh, what you share so i want to thank you very much for that so thank i just have one well. question to ask you mm -hmm. so i want you to just think about this for just a second what is the legacy that you want to leave from all of the work that you're doing it's hmm. a great question um Let's see. Well, for people to know that they have their they have their intuition and intuition is power. 
if they understand that healing is from the inside out, but you don't have to get to the point to having to go to a doctor, you can actually do that unless, like, like I said, you have an accident. So my legacy would be folks to know that disease doesn't have to happen if we take care, if we are good stewards of our bodies, our mind, our emotions, and our spirit, our connection to the source through nature, through mountains, uh, you know, the sea, your fellow person by you, you know, disease doesn't have to happen. We create our disease. Socrates said it. And by the way, if something happens, really, the pharmacy is the natural world. It was given to us. And when you look at all the supplements and stuff that are coming around, they all have complements of nature, turmeric, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, garlic and so forth. So the legacy would be just be yourself and take care of your body. That's it, your body and your emotions and obviously your mind. So, you know, it's interesting you ask that. I know we're cutting time, but somebody asked me, I was uh, um, I was interviewed by a fellow uh, HCI colleague. She was my co-leader in South Florida when I, HCI sat, had that. And um, and she asked me the same question. She goes, because you have so much that you're sharing, what's going to happen, you know, because it's, it's you. And um, so that made me think. And uh, so I'm working on some things to duplicate this uh, message. It's not going to be me, maybe people that didn't go through the disease, but I'm thinking of, you know, in, in my case, uh, hiring survivors people that have gone through it, which there are many, many people mm -hmm. need to know that there's millions. By 2024, we'll have 18 million survivors in the United States in a year. So, you know, this thing is doable. And so my, my thing will be through books. I'm going through my second book now, probably by the time, you know, I, I, I'm not going to stop until the good Lord takes me. But the books will be another part of the legacy because it all it is going to be all written there and also recorded with audio books. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for that. And I'll leave everybody with these last words from me. The best way to predict the future is created. What are you creating? Hey. Amen. Yes. Thank you so much, Vicky. My pleasure. Take care.